candy girl. <laughs> and you got me. <laughs> Sugar. Aw, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. <laughs> and you got me rocking you. I'm Lena. I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie. The only people not talking about the new Pokemon or the Cohen testimony. Well, you tried to talk about the Pokemon a lot before we started recording. Not on the show. We haven't gotten to the other one. That's right. We are a Riverdale recap podcast here to talk about Chapter 48, Requiem for a Welterweight. This episode was written by Michael Grassi and directed by Tanya McKiernan. Gotta work, guys. Keep it up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Usually we just start Usually after the credits. Usually we just start. I guess I'll just start. <laughs> so, uh, we we open on this episode to see Jughead fast asleep on the sofa. Mm-hmm. Sleeping away somehow through the sound of sizzling eggs and bacon. Yes. From the kitchen that is like three feet from his head. All of the Joneses are, are living in the trailer together, and, and we learn their sleeping arrangements as everyone wakes up and, and goes off to work, but not before Jughead muses about griffins and gargoyles and serpents and ghoulies. It's a jungle of mythological creatures that is Riverdale. Jughead, I gotta tell you, serpents are actually real. This might come as a shock. Well, the Southside ones are very mystical. <laughs> They don't make them that way anywhere else. Mystical is not the same as mythical, unless you have a lisp, and that's okay. Gladys makes some breakfast mm-hmm. for for her little little baby boy. She's got the bed while Jughead is on the like some sort of cot or something in the living room. I thought it was just a sofa. Well, then they must have two because FP is well, sleeping on one of them. Yeah, and he wasn't like there in the living room. Yeah. I was like, I don't know where he was sleeping. And where was Jelly Bean? I don't know, but she wants her morning Joe. This 12-year-old is desperate for coffee. Which FP is very like, you let her drink coffee? <laughs> what type of parent are you? And he backs Heavens off because he knows he's... No, that's our other show we talked about, Heavens to Betsy. Then he backed off because, you know, he hasn't been much of a dad for the last however many years. I'm like, I don't know. I think that's the least of your concerns about <laughs> parenting, FP. And now Jellybean is not in the episode. Well, she's in it once more. That's a wrap on Jellybean, practically. Uh, so we go check in on the Cooper household. Alice uh, brings down her wedding dress. Yeah, it's a, it's a scene all about Alice's fashion choice, because regardless of what they say in the scene, all attention is on her pineapple blazer. Yeah. This shade of pink with pineapples festooned all over it. It's, it's very... Incredible. S- Summer Florida festive. <laughs> um, Betty inquires about, why do you have your wedding dress? And Alice lets her know she's getting it altered because she's going to get baptized at the farm. Mm. Uh, Edgar says that she is now ready. And Betty does not like this. No. She is very concerned. So then we go check in on uh, the lodges, which we are going to do so much in this episode. It is a major plot, the lodge business, the internal lodge business. And by business, I mean crime. I'm going to say we could have cut this down to about half the check-in. <laughs> it's very repetitive. Well, it's the first time Hiram's back on his feet. And he's got to learn about what happened in his absence. Yes. And work through the lies he's been told. Yes. So, so, so we start by seeing how many of the lies he believes. Like, tall boy shot him. 
Yes. He's very confident about that. Uh, he So he calls Veronica in to uh, ask her about uh, the equipment and stock that went missing from the prison. And Veronica catches on and is like, well, mom said uh, it had to be destroyed due to the feds. And he's like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, she yes. did say that. That's, that's right. And he talks about how the serpents seem very involved in things and with Gladys here, and it seems like the Joneses are trying to pull something over on him. But, you know, it, the truth will come out. Mm-hmm. It always does. Uh, In about an episode and a half. Yes. <laughs> so meanwhile, uh, Archie and Josie are getting some breakfast before school at Pops, and I'm just like... These people rise so early in the yes. freaking day. Yes. I mean, just to do their hair alone, but then to go out for breakfast on top of it? I'm like, you're going for a full sit-down meal before school. Yes. I can't even eat a granola bar before I leave. <laughs> well, Pop-Tate is so, so fast in yeah. the kitchen. Uh, That's the secret. It's all microwaved. Yeah. Yeah. So Archie is like... Hey, maybe we should, like, skip school and go to the Bijou for a movie. Josie's like, no, I got a meeting (laughs) with the college advisors. Like, I'm not giving up on my future. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's like, well, why don't we go after? And then we find out, no, Archie has boxing. He's training with Sheriff Keller for the boxing things. For the boxing things. Uh, and he goes off about how the ropes help him uh, to forget about the world. Yeah, you know, being beaten senseless really puts him in a good headspace. It makes him forget about everything except one thing. Hey there, Josie. Hey. <laughs> and, you know, that's true. Uh, CTE does help people forget lots and yeah. lots of things, among other symptoms. They uh, make googly eyes at each other mm-hmm. we we leave to go check in on betty and jughead and uh betty is filling him in about how you know normally her mother is rubbing her face in the farm mm-hmm. but now she's like ignoring it and not telling her things mm-hmm. and she's very worried and she tried to google edgar and couldn't find anything about Edgar. There are no pictures of Edgar ever, never online. I'm like, do you really think that's a dude that would be on Facebook? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, he's smarter than the rest of us then. Jughead encourages her to maybe embrace it a little bit so she can keep tabs on her mom. Yeah, you know, like how she joined the serpents to, to stay close to him. Yes. So, come on, Betty, join a cult. You're already queen of a biker gang. Like, it works. You know. There's a track record here. So uh, we we go to our Swords and Serpent Club meeting. Mm-hmm. We have lost a lot of members. Yeah, it's a, it's a real low turnout. Uh, and it turns out all their membership is being poached by the Pretty Poisons. Which I'm very confused about because, yeah, okay, all the women are gone and it's a gang of women. But they have a lot of dudes. And there were only, like, three dudes there. I think they have a lot of dudes that were only showing up for the women. That makes sense, then. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I was like, it didn't look like later on that they joined them. <laughs> Jughead's like, okay, I'm going to talk to Tony. Got to remind her what it means to be a serpent. I'll fix this. We'll get the gang back together. 
Jughead is so, so bad at his job. Yes. He was willing to fudge the rules for Fangs, but not Tony. But now he is willing to fudge the rules for Tony. Like, maybe people would be staying in the Serpents if you had some consistency, if you committed. Yeah. Yeah, show show some strength. Even snakes have spines, Jug. You need to have consequences for the action, and you need to follow through on all of them. Otherwise, the rules don't mean anything. This is a problem we're having at my job. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry that your your former drug business and current uh, uh, bar-slash-diner security gig is so tempestuous. It is. You have no idea. We We go join Archie, who is getting... Boxing advice from former Sheriff Keller. Mm-hmm. Now Keller McCoy. He hyphenated? Mr. McCoy. Okay. I don't know. There already is a Mr. McCoy. We only saw him the one time, but he exists. <laughs> the new Mr. McCoy. All right, all right. He spells it with a K. What? Why would he take the last name of his wife's ex-husband? Because isn't she still McCoy? <laughs> She she's she didn't go back to being Samuels. That's okay. All right. All right. So it's McCoy though, but MK. Ah, oh, I see. Yeah. MK O I Y to to really set it apart. Yeah. We figured it out. McCoy. And and she she became Keller. <laughs> Cuz there's already Mrs. Keller. No, no, she died in Dubai, remember? Yeah, cuz apparently, I don't know. No one's told Kevin, but I still believe it. <laughs> Brian O'Connor ran her over with the car <gasps> that, that went through the three buildings. Oh my god! <laughs> Brian O'Connor, how could you? <laughs> she was in the room with all the like Chinese terracotta warriors at the end <gasps> of that sequence. No, she had her day off and she went to the museum and she died <laughs> via a car. Flying. I mean, it's partly Jason Statham's fault, to be fair. Dom was driving. Dom was driving. That's true. So I don't think we can blame Brian O'Connor. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Shouldn't, like, Dom show up and be like, we're sorry about your mother. Why don't you come join our own gang? They haven't even added the, the Tokyo Drift Kid to the main gang yet. They are not going to pick up Kevin. As much as I want them to. Well, they can't add him because it's supposed to be the same time zone and he's aged 20 years. (laughs) So so is the rest of them. But he's supposed to be a little high school boy. (laughs) That's why he can't join them is because he's still in high school. It's like not allowed. It's like two years after Tokyo Drift, I think. He's building a relationship with his dad. Okay, okay. He can't leave. This is the podcast that we do after Riverdale's done. We just... Fast and Furious. It's all fast all the time. All the time. That's the title. All fast all the yes. time. Yes. And we just read fan fiction about the future of of Brian and Mia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We and get... cry together because we'll never see it. <laughs> and then we'll play that song and cry. See you again. Yeah. yeah that, and I can't say the name of th- it because be I want to cry now. I'm getting emotional. That'll be our outro it. every week. And then we just cry we go cry we hug each other and it gets really sad <laughs> so i can't say the name of it it makes me think of the tune and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It makes me sad it's the only thing i want at my funeral it's the only request i have fuck no you also want to be sent into space 
Yeah, but I'm flexible on that one. We can one. play the song when we send you into space. It'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Feed me to otters or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just cover you in, in mussels and, and other shellfish, and the otters will, will take you back to nature. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where were we? So, yeah, Archie's getting some, some fighting. Yes, fight advice. Fight advice. Or coaching, as the kids call it these days. Uh, and he's all like, you know, I gotta get a fight. Give me a fight. A fight with these guys. I'm gonna fight them. And Keller's like, no. No, you're very bad at this. You, you, ha- you have no technique. You, you don't actually know how to fight. G- good instincts and abilities, but zero training. <laughs> Anyone uh, who knows how to fight will lay your ass flat. And Archie's all like... But but I need to know if this is a valuable career for me or viable career for me. And if, like, you know, I can do this for the rest of my life. And I'm like, Archie, you know nothing about boxing. But I, I, I do like that Archie is really focused on his future. Because if you look at his past actions, it calls into question what sort of life he might lead uh, post-high school. Yeah, but I don't think... He realizes how long of a career boxing would be. About it's, six years it's at not the most. very long. No, no. You have a shorter career as a ballerina. That's about it. It's a it's a meat machine. <laughs> so we, we go catch up with Veronica, who is taking Gladys uh, her, her weekly payment and also lets her know, well, you know, my dad thinks you're behind all this. <laughs> and you kind of are, or at least are trying to be. Uh, and so they make a deal, basically. Veronica will spy and tell her stuff. And everyone will keep everyone's secrets. Yes. No one will say anything about anything. And if she, you know, spies really good, Gladys might reduce some payments. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also the scene where we first hear the, the drug trafficking in Riverdale referred to as the candy trade. Yeah. Which I very much enjoy. It, that puts a whole new meaning to the candy man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it is right there in front of our face the whole time. It's been the candy trade for decades. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, they're, they're finally picking up what they've been laying down for yes. all this time. Yes, so Gladys also talks about how, like, they got to rebuild it, mm-hmm. and it's you know either going to be her or Hiram in charge, and it better be her. <laughs> and Veronica also mentions how she doesn't want she wants her family out of drugs. Yes, she does not want this for her family anymore. And I'm like, I don't know if you have much of a say in it. <laughs> so back at the the boxing garage, play, gym. gym, they gym. call them gyms. <laughs> Uh, Archie. The boxing <laughs> garage where you park your boxing car. <laughs> well, I was thinking about Where how... you keep all your old boxing no! magazines and the boxing garden I, hose. I was thinking about like the kickboxing and place up the street where it looks like they have garage door windows. <laughs> where like, the, like you think they could bring up the whole window. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was thinking of that. Looks like a garage. Before we continue to talk about Archie's burgeoning boxing career, can I just say what a missed opportunity it is? Archie is definitely an MMA guy. Archie is going to try right. to get a sponsorship to to join the UFC real low on the card and just get destroyed. Yeah. Yes. I think he could have a good career in doing a Lucha Libre. Uh-huh, because of his, his natural theatrical impulse, his belief in doing what's right at all costs. Do you consider Archie a hero to children everywhere? 
No. Okay. <laughs> but he could be the villain that they all oh, beat up. Oh, okay. He, he's Orudo. Sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. I didn't know they had different names. <laughs> I don't know things. He does have distinctive bear claw scarring, and I yeah, think that really, it would really helps s- your, your ring persona. He could have a mask that looks like a bear. Yeah. And they're a lot of like, we must take out the bear. El Rusino. Yeah, and he can be all like, rawr. <laughs> I know nothing about this, and if, like, that would be a thing. Sure. So let's bear, just leave it in, just dude. in case. I really hope that, I, I like this idea, though. Like, I have a bear scar. The bear attacked me. I have become one with the bear. Yes, the, the fighting spirit of the bear lives within me. Yes. You're just going off of We Bear Bears, that the baby flashback episode, where they help a young boy in, in a children's I lucha tournament. I didn't realize I was, but yes. Yes, you are. I know your entire corpus of <laughs> pop culture knowledge. I direct a lot of my ideas to We Bear Bears, and I don't realize it till after the fact. Oh, goodness, darling. What? <laughs> Let's talk about Word World. <laughs> We've already talked about <laughs> Word World. I love Word World. You love Word World. Do not lie to the people. They stopped making it like 10 years ago. And it makes me sad because you know what I want to do? I want to share it with our goddaughter. But you know what? There's not a DVD set of the entire series. So in the boxing garage. Apparently I can only buy like one episode at a time, which means she's only going to learn one word at a time. Archie's trying to get himself a fight, and the coach is like, no, fuck that. You, you suck at actually fighting people in fights. But then he overhears, he sees our good friend Elio trying to, to book a fight with a fighter, well, with another coach for another fighter at the gym. And that coach is like, no, this deal fucking sucks. Fuck you. I'm not doing it. And Archie's like, what? That sounds like opportunity knocking. Hello, my name is Archie Andrews. See, we're doing a show here about Riverdale. I'm allowed to talk about other things. Okay. Jeez, it's called entertainment. Is it, though? I don't know. Ask the people. Are they entertained? And, you know, if they're not, I don't care. I'm going to set up I'm two entertained. one 900 numbers so we'll know and we can finally get paid. Yeah, we probably could do that. Venmo this account if you like it. Venmo this account if you don't. I get the one that you like. He gets the one you don't. Uh, so, yeah, so Archie's like, I'll do it. He's like, cool, great. You gotta, you know, lose. <laughs> yes. I'll pay you money to lose. It's the most obvious fixed job in the world. Like, from the... F- and Archie's surprised. Yeah, he is shocked. I'm like, shocked. they're talking in a dark, dusty corner. This this greasy casino owning child is, is making a deal that another coach is like, mm, actually, this only benefits you. It is a bad idea for my fighter. I will walk away. And Archie is shocked that the fix is in, and he's supposed to take a fall for five thousand smackaroos. Uh, at least he's like, I want to be paid half up front and <laughs> half at the end. I'm like, well, you learned one thing, I guess. Elio convinces him to, to take this by, by saying that it will help him start building a, a reputation. Oh, yes. This is how you get your foot in the door to get more fights. And, like, your reputation is that you're a chump who got knocked out in his first fight. And it also sucks at picking fights. 
Yeah, I don't think that's the reputation you want. Anybody in the know knows that you have the reputation of somebody who is willing to take a payday for a fall. Yeah. Those are not the reputations you want, Archie. No. It's like the writers are in a competition to see how dumb they can make him. Archie also doesn't seem to be aware of, I don't know, any of the other dirty business that could be connected to this. (laughs) But we'll talk about that later. So we're going to go check in with the lodges Mm -hmm. uh, where Veronica's letting her Hiram know that she's worried about the family Mm -hmm. and he has a chance to go clean. And, you know, he could easily do that by refocusing on his private prisons. For-profit prisons, the ethical choice. Yeah, like, Daddy, this is the best thing. Just keep sending people to jail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which he's like, mm, no. <laughs> Actually, selling drugs is really good. And so his plan is that uh, he should get the ghoulies to uh, sell the candy Mm-hmm. And he'll just be in charge of the ghoulies. Be- because they're leaderless now. They, they, they're they like a chicken with their head cut off ever since we lost uh, uh, Penny. And I'm like, where's Malachi? What about my good friend Malachi, the, the world's biggest fan of My Chemical Romance in this year 2019? I think they all just like stole their sister's bedazzle guns. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're going to bedazzle a lot of shit. So uh, Jughead... Meets up with Tony mm-hmm. to, to try to get her to reconsider joining the serpents again. She's like, okay, fine, make me queen. <laughs> uh, and he's like, well, I, I can't do that. Because Betty's apparently really queen, even though Betty, like, does nothing with them. She wore the jacket to bust Archie out of jail. That was pretty cool. Yeah, but, like, I'm like, is Betty really that involved, Jughead? Mm. You should think about this. She's mostly involved in in her detective business. Yeah. Tony says no. Yeah, Tony immediately walks because, like, she wants to be in charge. And she is in charge of the poison, so fuck you. Also, you threw me out. It's not a family anymore if you're just going to treat people who are there long before you showed up like that. Yeah. Jughead's very bad at his job. He is. At the Coopers, uh, Alice is trying on her altered wedding dress, and I'm like, dang, that happened fast. It's the ugliest wedding dress I've ever seen. Did she get married in Hair, the musical? (laughs) I mean, we we know she got married not long after graduation, right? Like, that's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, that does not look like a that-time wedding dress. She she probably got married to Hal very quickly uh, to cover up her pregnancy, which was FPs, and we, we know all about that. So, like, as soon as she turned 18, right? Yeah. So I, that's what, 1991 or so? Yeah, dresses didn't look that's like that. That's not what that wedding dresses look like. Giant, puffy, poofy sleeves need to happen. Yes. Which, I mean, she said she got it altered, but that still wouldn't look like that if that was what was altered. No. I need a poof sleeve. Yes. The size of her head. Yes. And, like, off the shoulder hanging. <laughs> and, like... Much uglier lace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And lots of ruffles. <laughs> if you think about it, the Coopers waited a long time between their first and second kit. Because mm-hmm. Polly is what, like, she was still in high school in the first season. This is the year after she would have graduated. Yes. So their kids are like 10 years apart or so. Chick? The, yeah, but between Chick and Polly, we're talking about 10 years or more. 
Really? Yeah. Because he doesn't look like it. No, like, he, that's what well, I'm I saying. Mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Huh. I mean, Chick was conceived before the, the Midnight Club. Yeah. And Polly must have been born post-2000 to be the age Polly is supposed to be in the year Riverdale is supposed to be. Fuck! Well, they are looking in the wrong place for their long-lost brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because he should be like 20... He should be like 27, because I'm pretty sure, I mean, Riverdale was set in the time it aired, but time is moving slower. So yeah. it's like 2018 right now. Yeah. Or fall of 2017 even, maybe. Huh. That's that's bizarre. Yes, it is. That's really, that's really like, then fucking creepy if, like, Chick was supposed to be that old, mm-hmm. posing, mm-hmm. and he's, like, hanging out with Ben Button. <laughs> that's why he's named Ben Button. He's actually a lot older than he looks, too. He is, too. He's not actually 17, <laughs> which is really fucking creepy and illegal. I mean, fake Chick... Could be just a few years older than Polly, and, and uh, they just forgot what age their son should have been. <laughs> Real chick was actually 27 <laughs> and dead in a dumpster somewhere. You know what I think? I think Real Chick actually just has like an office job in like New York or something and is living a great life, and they're too dumb to realize. He's an insurance adjuster. Yeah. <laughs> he does bar trivia nights. He's, he's doing fine. He's yep. okay. Yep. He's okay. Yeah, so Alice is trying to dress. Polly's there. Betty's there. Fucking ugly ass dress. And Evelyn's there. Yes. Uh, Alice is very glad that Betty has agreed to to be there. Uh, Evelyn's like, oh, you know, you gotta don't forget to sign these forms, which Betty instantly grabs from her. <laughs> yes. She's like, what forms? And they are, um, in case of bodily harm or death, she needs to sign this so the so the farm isn't liable. Yeah. Uh, little little uh, uh, behind-the-scenes show trivia for the folks at home. My dad was a United Methodist pastor for about eight years. Yeah. He performed many, many baptisms. This is not normal. <laughs> this is not the, the boilerplate uh, uh, indemnity release form for baptisms yeah. that, uh, that Alice Cooper would have you believe. Uh, she claims that she signed much worse forms for 23-hour fitness. Okay, this explains the, the chick thing, and let me tell you why. Okay. Riverdale is set in a parallel world <laughs> where time moves differently. There's they only, only have 23 hours. hours in a day. Everything is up for grabs. The rules of physics may not be as we understand them. No, I prefer to think that there is a gym that <laughs> is just open for 23 hours. <laughs> They close it it's, for one hour, well, either, and then they clean it really good while no one's allowed yeah, inside. They're, they close at, like, the busiest time a gym would be, like, <laughs> 5 o'clock. Or they're only open for 23 hours during the week. <laughs> and you don't know what hours, so good luck trying to figure it out. No, it's open for 24 hours, but the gym equipment is only available for 23. The other hour, ice cream bar. <gasps> Yes. <laughs> 23 hours of fitness, one hour of cheat. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's the gym I'd go to. Yeah. For the one hour. So so Betty is really pissed off about this. Yes. And of course, Polly's like, no, no, Betty, you don't understand. You're the problem. And I was like, <laughs> I won't let you ruin this for mom. Polly, shut the fuck up. I mean, Polly's been deeper in the farm for longer. Yes. Yeah. She's probably already been baptized. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. She was, like, baptized 
when before she had the twins, I would say. <laughs> Which is why she decided to name them what she did. She swallowed too much water. <laughs> uh, Veronica goes and tells Gladys about Hiram's yes, idea. Yes, Veronica's just sending messages all over the place. She should be charging a courier fee. She's a little carrier pigeon. Uh, she does get called a magpie in this scene, so... Mr. McCoy, mm-hmm. former Sheriff Keller, uh, is very pissed off to find out that Archie has taken a fight. Yes. and uh, A fight against an undefeated, dirty fighter who put one of his opponents in a wheelchair like a, a fucking million dollar baby style. He fell on the stool. Yeah. God, I love that movie. <laughs> I don't think I've seen the whole thing. Okay. So Keller tells him, uh, you either drop the fight or you find a new coach. Which, like, yeah, reasonable. Good. Yeah. Very sassy man during Very this. Very sassy man. Just all like, fuck you, Archie. Cheryl is giving an archery lesson to all of the pretty poisons. And all I can wonder during this scene is, really, are all of them right-handed? Really? The odds are pretty okay, I guess. There, there should be at least one. There's only, like, five or six getting archery lessons. I'm just hung up on her advice for releasing the the string and and loosing your arrow is relax, my pretties. Because they're never referred to as the pretty poisons. They're they're individually the pretties. To her. To her, yeah. Tony calls them the poisons. And this is the ideological schism. Yeah. This is like Lenin and Trotsky right here. It it all begins on what you call them. The pretty poisons. But I think other people, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Tony comes in and fills her in and how, uh, what Jughead said and how she said no. And so Tony's like, I'll, I'll figure it out. Tony asserts that, that she's in charge. She knows what's best and, and she will come up with the plan. Yes. Because that's what she likes about this gang. It's hers. Yes. It was given to her as a gift. So. I, I guess that was her birthday a couple weeks ago. Tony leaves and uh, Cheryl tells the girls that they're going to uh, show Jughead how uh, poisonous they can all be mm-hmm. and, and shoots an arrow very filled with attitude. Yes. And, of course, she hits the bullseye while all the others hit somewhere on the target. Yes. They're learning. They're young. So they go to Pops, mm-hmm. where we see Fangs and Sweet Pea come out. Just doing friend things. Having good buddy time. Just drunk on milkshakes. Oh, yeah. The poisons are all there. They start teasing them about, oh, you could challenge us to a pillow fight. And With a lot of nervous laughter as they start to get surrounded by these these women who were not long ago Members of the same gang. Some of them. Some of them, at least. So far, I haven't seen anyone who, like, was. <laughs> but but we're told. We're told. But you know what? The only women there are the ones that were in the initial, like, oh, I've recruited these women for you that weren't <laughs> in the Serpents at the time. Yeah, yeah. But Cheryl steps forward and, and lets them know that they she has a message for... Jughead, and that they're not to be dismissed or trifled with, and tells the ladies to introduce themselves. And it turns out that all of their names are Punch, which makes it really easy if you if you're trying to. Yeah, yeah. So they beat the fuck out of them. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, then they're at the trailer getting their wounds taken care of Mm -hmm, by mm -hmm. uh, Gladys, who says that they are a joke. Yes. Jughead has to get his shit together, (laughs) and 
you know, I don't know, get the ghoulies or something. Yes, they they need uh, new blood. They they need greater numbers. Hey, there's there's some gang people who aren't doing much lately. Which Jughead is not into because you know they tried to burn down Pops. Yes, not the fact that you know they nearly killed, killed him, him. It's personally. Pops. Yeah. Our problem is Pops. He's all about them burgers. Uh, but his mom points out that you know they can be tamed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony is pissed that Cheryl did this. She found out what happened. And walks in on Cheryl giving a, a great big gift-wrapped uh, uh, present to all the Feet fans who watch Riverdale. Yes, because she is painting her nails with her new polish, Vigilante Violet. Yeah, this is definitely going on one of them creepy wikis, the, these screen grabs. Oh, yeah. But Tony's not happy because the, the gang is hers. Yes. Cheryl should have never sent them. Uh, also to Fangs and Sweet Pea didn't deserve it mm-hmm. because it's, she points out that it's just like Cheryl fulfilling a need of her own. Yes. Tony tells her never to do that again mm-hmm. without her approval. After making uh, uh, Cheryl say to her face that the gang belongs to Tony. Yes. Which you can definitely tell that Cheryl wasn't so sure about that. <laughs> She did put in all the legwork getting them off the ground. Come on now. That's got to earn you something. So so Josie finds Archie at school, and she lets him know that she has a concert on Sunday, and she wants him to come, but, but he's he got a match. Because Sunday's fight night. He can't go. And, and she's so excited to, to hear that he's finally moving on until she learns that it is a, a underground fixed dirty fight yes and then you know he's gonna lose and he's taking the money and archie's all like well you know i'm an ex-con who walked out on the sats i don't have much ahead of me (laughs) this is the most honest i think i've seen archie be with himself in a long long time like yeah i mean it might not be the most logical, but that's me as an adult. Like, as a teen, with a teen's perspective, like, fuck yeah. He he thinks that the next 50 years of his life are garbage. Because of the fucking SATs, and you know what? <laughs> no, they don't actually freaking matter. But every single day you're told that they do matter a great, great deal, and a murder conviction. Like, can, can we also consider the murder conviction? But that got, like... It did get expunged. It, yeah. It kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a big lesson for all our young listeners out there. Mm-hmm. The SATs don't matter. They don't. They don't. The ACTs don't matter. Not in the long term. You can go to college, many colleges without them. And you can live a long and fulfilling life even without getting into your college of choice or any school. Yeah. If that's, if you, if you want to, do it. Yes. But but the most important thing is to, to fight for collective ownership of the means of production so that your uh, so, so that the gating mechanisms of class like the SATs uh-huh. won't determine your your ability to, to access uh, housing, medical care and the other necessities of life. Yeah. So so that's what I learned from Riverdale today. The more you know. All right, so he tells Josie about how you know he's getting paid five grand to do this and she's like, Wow, five grand. 
That's what you think you're worth. That's the best fucking line in the show. I'm like, Josie, preach it, girl. Josie was amazing. And her delivery on that was perfect. Such shade. It is my new favorite Josie moment in the entire 48 chapters. She lets him know straight up that she's like, you're worth more than that, (laughs) fucking idiot. Such a cutting remark about integrity. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I love that it comes from a character who is having to make these decisions in her own cutthroat uh, performance career. Yeah. I mean, young singing starlets also only have a small window to hit it big. Like, yeah. not everybody is going to have the longevity of uh, an Amy Mann, you know? Yeah. And congratulations on that uh, uh, Grammy a year ago. <laughs> but she's never going to have the national spotlight she had in, in Till Tuesday again. Yeah. She's still fantastic. But she's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All those people at the concert who don't know her new stuff are dumb. Yeah. Uh, go listen to Goose Snow Cone. I know it's a dumbass title for a song, but it's a brilliant song. <laughs> I'm just imagining a snow cone in the shape of... Of a goose <laughs> butt. A goose butt. It's like a goose shape, but then it's like a human butt. Yes. Made out of snow. Mm-hmm. I think it's lime flavored. <laughs> like geese are known to be. Yes. So so Betty tracks down Kevin. Yes. Because she's like, okay, Kevin. She... The farm is a the farm is a cult. My mom is joining a cult. I need your help. I need my favorite sidekick, please. I need you to help me interview people who have escaped the cult. Yeah, she, she's she been looking for ex-cult and, and farm escapee uh, uh, stories, and she found 30 names and numbers. Yes. And he's like, um, I can't help you because I've been talking to Evelyn, and she said she would introduce me to cute gay farmies. Yeah, he, he's so... been having a rough time since Moose skipped town, and, and Evelyn's Peer counseling has helped him a lot. I'm just like, she's flipping manipulating you. First off, I've never seen a single man involved with the farm before. Where are these cute gay farmies? Well, some of those women can be gay. Okay. Let's remember that. But not Kevin's kind of gay. No, that's that's what Evelyn's leaving out. (laughs) Yeah, we got cute gay farmies. We definitely do. Like the the Christmas elf from, from the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. They're not exactly what you have in mind, but they're gay. They're definitely gay. And cute. <laughs> definitely. So. You just meant for like to, to exchange, you know, uh, uh, book recommendations and recipes, right? Yeah, Evelyn doesn't know what sex is. <laughs> I highly believe this. She she thinks that babies are born from the cabbage patch. Yes. She's a stork believer. Yeah. Yes, she totally is. So yeah, that's a, pr- a little surprising. This is what happens when you leave your your second tier characters alone for too long. They join cults, okay? Give Kevin more screen time and, and he would still be your friend. Hey, you know what? All the rest of you Riverdale people, maybe you should rally around your friend who's now had his ex-boyfriend killed yes. and his newest boyfriend, you know, basically banished from town. Harassed out of the city. Like, come on, let's let's rally around your friend and be there for them to make sure mm-hmm. they don't join a cult. The guy he flirted with once killed himself over a role-playing game. R.I.P. Ben Button. Yeah. Jughead goes to visit his daddy mm-hmm. uh, at the jail, but not behind bars. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. And he, he fills him in about how, you know, they could get 
the ghoulies involved with them. But he wants a bargaining chip. He wants to, to be able to say that anybody who's down with the serpents will not be arrested by the serpent sheriff. Yes. Incentive. And FP at first is like, is this, is this your mom? Your mom put you up to this. Don't trust that lady. He's like, no, no, it's my idea. So FP's like, well, as long as I don't have to sign anything, sure, fine. Like, You can verbally commit to whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I won't be in the room. Uh, so back at the lodges, Hiram informs Hermione and Veronica that he's planning to have a nice little sit down with Gladys. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Hiram's costuming in this scene. Uh, we, we see him walking around with his, his very smart cane, which I, I've enjoyed every time it's shown up. We haven't mentioned it before. Uh, but I mean specifically his shirt collar that's so tall and stiff, and it's pinned tight with one of those little, like, bars that goes under the knot of a tie. Yeah. It, it looks like it's holding in an explosion. <laughs> and it, it, there's a lot of character work going on just in that shirt collar that I appreciate. I mean, every scene we've seen of Hiram this episode, it looks like he has, has a head vein that's gonna explode <laughs> yes <laughs> someone's a little stressed i love when they just unleash mark consuelos's like arch <laughs> acting abilities so this makes veronica rush to gladys and it is like what the hell's going on we had a deal you weren't supposed to talk to my dad well, it's like well he called me honey mm-hmm. i don't know what you want me to do gladys who is reading sophisticate magazine which is a wonderful choice yeah for someone who is last seen uh, uh, running a gang, stripping radios out of a junkyard. Yes. Veronica threatens her that if she says anything about her or her mother, she'll tell Jughead about her plan to take over the candy trade. She's like, fine, go ahead. <laughs> I have no relationship with my son, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, I'll find another trailer to crash in. So back at the boxing garage. Yes. Archie uh, is like, I can't can't do it i'm not gonna throw the fight here's your money back and he's like no you don't understand i arrange a fight i arrange the bets Mm -hmm. uh you don't show up they come after me so i'll send them after you now i'm thinking elio you can make a lot more money rigging it so archie wins in the third round by knockout right like nobody's expecting that right so Elios refuses to take the money, and he warns him that if he tries to you know, win the fight, they're basically going to kill him. And then he he tells Ronson, the, this champion undefeated boxer, yeah, just fuck him up, fam. Yeah. Uh, so Jughead meets with the last of the ghoulies, a very bedazzled man, um, because there was no leader. Most of them went and joined the gargoyles. And so Jughead, of course, wants to know, well, who's the leader of that? I want to go talk to them. It's this dude named Kurt. And if, yep. And if you ever <laughs> imagined the perfect name for a teenage dungeon master who got too big for his britches. It's Kurt. It is Kurt. <laughs> so Jughead has to go to a scary, dark, abandoned house. Yes, that is covered in graffiti with, like, like, like Sharpie graffiti. The, the epitome of... You know, a drug house is what we're looking at here. He brings a flashlight, and anytime the beam falls on a person, they skitter away like a fucking cockroach. They got their hood up on their, like, black hoodie, and then you can tell they're like... <laughs> <laughs> what, what was all that hanging from the ceiling? I don't know. Was that, like, plastic Barbie doll legs or something? Maybe. I couldn't it tell. It was fucking weird. 
And then he finds Kurt, who uh, has forehead grease paint runes painted on his forehead. He looks like the world's biggest fan of The Crow. Absolutely loves it, even especially the sequels. He likes Crow 3 the best. Yeah. Uh, so so Jughead's there all like, okay, I'm here to talk. Leader to leader. I'm the Serpent King. Tells him about how you know, you're wanted for Fizzle Rocks. And if you join my gang, you know. You, the- you get this limited immunity. Uh, and Kurt's, of course, like, no, no, no. I looked into the eyes of my king, and he is the only law. And Jughead's like, well, I'm, I'm a game master. Let me be your game master. We can play a game. You think G&G is a game? <laughs> Mistaken. Just uh, go go back to the jailbreak episode and, and re-listen to everything I said about the the intense slow burn acting I loved from the uh, uh, the warden in that episode. Mm-hmm. And just imagine that's your first impression of a character. That's what Kurt's got going on right here. Kurt is just insane. <laughs> Kurt looks to be about fifteen, or at least you know TV fifteen. Yes. I'm waiting for Kurt. To either stab Jughead Mm -hmm. or for his jaw to just open up and, like, an alien to come out and, like, eat Jughead. 2,000 moths pour out of a jaw that is open three times farther than a human mouth should. Yes. Yes. Uh, So Kurt continues to say that they are not playing a game. They are living a prophecy. (laughs) And all sacrifices will be made and only the worthy will ascend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Jughead's like, I'm out. <laughs> this, is, this has been much. Yeah, you know, great meeting you. Uh, I left my card with your secretary. You know, let's touch base in a month and see where we're at. I've got uh, a date. I, I gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. So Archie goes to find former Sheriff Keller. Yes. At the boxing garage. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you Is that the new sex hole? Yes. Okay. He's like, you were right. I'm not ready to fight on my own, but Elio paid me and he's going to kill me if I don't fight. Can you please help me not die? I need you in my corner. The only chance he has is is with his good coach, Coacherson, in his corner. Like, that's usually a metaphor, but it's a metaphor that comes from boxing. So it is. (laughs) Keller agrees. Because he knows FP will kill him if Archie di- or Fred will kill him if Archie dies. Yes. Uh, and off they go to train. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veronica invites herself to the Hiram Gladys meeting and introduces herself to Gladys like they've never met. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I think you're Jughead's mom. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And Gladys talks about how, you know, well, I'll focus on the candy trade. Hiram, you focus on the prisons. And we'll stay out of each other's way. Yeah. And Hiram's like, I didn't like this deal when my daughter pitched it. I still don't like it now. And that's a weird coincidence, isn't it? Yeah. She's like, well, then, uh, Hiram, I have something I need to tell you. But Veronica jumps in and uh, is like, but I can get behind this. I will support you. I will help you just like you've always wanted, Daddy. She sweetens the pot by adding herself to it. If if he goes along with this division of labor, she will uh, uh, add her returned loyalty uh, to his gain. And that's what family's really based on, you know? Conditional loyalty uh, on an exchange basis. Yeah. Yeah. Commodifying your feelings, I I think, really strengthens the bonds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
they they talk about how well if he does the prisons he needs needs a steady stream of prisoners mm-hmm. so obviously fp can help with that but the mayor's not going to be involved in this at all i feel like a, you'll get a steady stream of prisoners just from being in riverdale because every father but fred is a criminal some of them we just haven't found out about yet yep yeah. uh so betty calls a bunch of people um from the list trying to interview them and she she finally reaches one who one who calls her back. Yes, uh, and we is, we catch up with a, a notebook that every name is is scratched off. Yes, and this person's like, well, I can't talk over the phone because they might be listening. We have to meet somewhere private. Well, I know a place. Do you think they get some sort of kickback every time they use the sex hole set? Because they're always using the sex hole set. They're always using it. So Betty does meet her there in the sex hole, where she tells her about how six years ago, she and her sister Marigold joined the farm. The farm mom's plant names. Yeah. And she left after her sister died, which happened in a ceremony, because the farm loves ceremonies. Uh, They believe that if you get close enough to death, you will see the truth and ascend. Mm -hmm. So like my Blades in the Dark character. Yeah. Hi, Nora! Uh, she, I don't think she listens to the uh, show. Well, she'll have to now. I said hi. So we find out that the first ceremony is the baptism. And, and that's, that's the where one Marigold, that killed Marigold. She drowned. She drowned in the baptism. Uh, Another thing my dad never did, for the record. <laughs> so Betty takes off running about that. I'm sorry I have to leave you in their sex hole. I gotta go. <laughs> Feel free to have some sex. Make sure you do the padlock on the way out. Uh, Jughead comes home and lets... Uh, is very upset and very shaken by uh, his interaction with the gargoyles. Just how fucking deep they are in the game. Yeah. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, Kurt probably does some really slick Twitch streams. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, he, he does. He's rolling in bits. They've got they got a real dedicated audience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Archie goes to Elios and is like, I'm not taking the fall. Here's your money back. Deal's off. We're going to have a real fight, which Elios is not happy about. Elios not happy about this. He, he does not like booking real fights. Yeah. So now is when all the stuff happens. All the which stuff. means Josie must start singing. <laughs> so, of course, she has to sing a song about how you can't make the same mistakes. And no. we don't need another hero. Right. It, it is a classic Tina Turner number. Yeah. Sung in, in Josie McCoy style, which is to say incredibly shiny. Yes. She's so reflective, this outfit. Keller's coaching Archie. The fight starts. Betty's running to the baptism. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fight progresses really fast because I guess Betty has to run a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to the point that Josie's concert's over. Yeah. <laughs> and she's still running. Uh, but I, I noticed that... In the fight scenes, there's so much focus on people looking at the fight, right? Yeah. We are watching Coach Keller. Uh, we are later watching Josie. We're watching Elio watch the fight. There, there's relatively little of the actual fight. Yes. What did you think of the fight we saw? There's a lot of punching. There's a lot. I mean, yes, it is a boxing match. Yeah. But, like, uh, I, I thought for an exciting boxing match, I mean, th- this is not Creed. No. God, the fights in Creed are so good. <laughs> Uh, but like, I, I think that directorial decision was, was just a way to cut down on the amount of choreography they needed. Yes. 
And to inject more emotion because there's probably a lot of stunt actors involved in this fight. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know for sure, but that's my guess because we don't see a lot of uh, Archie face shots. Yeah. But generally, the fighting we saw was pretty good. Yeah. I will say where it fell down was in repeated body shots. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of just like... Punch, 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 stomach. It's more like touch, 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 touch without any real wind up. So there's no sense of power. Mm-hmm. And Use when, your hips, boys. And when they're landing, uh, the receiving partner isn't selling the body blows. No. The way they sell headshots. Yes. However, I, I did really like how they... Again, when they use music, they use music really well. Yes. And they did a really good job of, like, putting shots to certain lines of the song and cutting mm-hmm. between different things happening with different characters. And I wish they put more of these up on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Like, I think the the Riverdale YouTube channel has the uh, Out Tonight slash kicking uh, Nick St. Clair to the curb yeah. scene. And that was fantastic. But I hope this one goes up. I wish... Uh, the the last one uh, was up because I really enjoyed that one too. So yeah, Josie shows up to the fight, made it to round four. Um, when Archie was supposed to throw in round three. Yes. Archie's very bloody. They fight some more. He, it becomes a, a split decision. Yes. Because uh, no one got knocked out. Yeah. It, it went to decision. Yeah. Uh, and two judges to one on, on a split card. Ronson won. Yes. Still undefeated. And and Sheriff Keller gave him a, a very, very dad talk of like, you won in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> very dad thing. If Elio's trying to fix it so that Ronson wins, there, there's... He's gonna win. Yeah. Mike, you really don't think he has his hands and everything else? I'm like, also, Keller, why are you fighting at this gym? There's gotta <laughs> be another one. Yeah, why is the venue your training space? Yeah, yeah, it is. You could have booked the sex hole. <laughs> it's yeah. apparently a multi-use venue. You can do anything in there. Uh, so then we go catch up uh, at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, which is now the new farm holdup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, to Evelyn leading the baptism, welcoming everyone. I uh, would love to see the, the Riverdale costume department go to all the thrift stores in Vancouver, kick down the door and shout, White dresses! I need all your white dresses. There was actually a lot of pant outfits as well. <laughs> but anything white or white lace. Yes. Let's go. And so she goes on about how it's a day of rebirth and, and birth isn't easy. And like, I mean, there's a lot of ripping and tearing and stuff. And I'm like, oh, God, Evelyn. <laughs> what the fuck? She's not only the daughter of a cult leader. She's a licensed doula. But she doesn't know how babies are made. <laughs> she knows certain aspects. She, she knows, knows how they come out, not how they get in there. It's magical. They just appear. <laughs> it's because you swallowed a watermelon seed. <laughs> Her father says a special blessing. It takes between 35 and 50 minutes <laughs> with the door locked. There's a lot of squeaking <laughs> and groaning. Not sure. Alice is, is walking forward, and Evelyn's all like, may the one become many, and they're all like, may the many become one, and you're like, oh yeah, fucking cult. Yep. <laughs> and so Alice gets in the tub filled with water. With the help of Polly. And Polly- Polly's like her sponsor, I guess. Yes. And Polly 
pushes her under and holds her down as Alice runs out of breath and fights to get out. With with some, like, really chilling, like, first-person, like, Alice Eye View shots yes. from underwater. Uh, until Alice stops fighting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Polly continues to hold her under until Betty rushes in and pulls Alice out, who is not breathing, mm-hmm. and starts CPR. Now, Archie may have lost the fight, but I think Betty clearly set a 10K record uh, for, for Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> at least in her age group. Uh, so so back at the boxing gym, mm-hmm. uh, Josie has waited for Archie to come out. She's very proud of him for not losing the fight and for actually trying to win. Yes. And she wants to go get a milkshake, but he's like, mm. Mm, got a different idea. And then, oh my. Now, they, they are getting hot and heavy, as as teens are wont to do in this show in particular. But he is all scratched <laughs> up. He's got th- little entire, band-aids. He's got a giant band-aid nose. over his nose. I'm like, you cannot be making out right now. You I need mean, to bathe your face in a milkshake. <laughs> I think it's clear that no matter what else happens, once we fade to, to black, this is not a night for face-sitting. <laughs> Any, a lot of other things may be on the table, but not that. Very little face face <laughs> stuff. I mean, as, as long as Ronson kept it above the belt, he he can get a blowy. A, bl- a blowy? I'm trying to ruin this show. <laughs> a blowy. <laughs> what other little nicknames do you have for things? Hey, I know I'm not getting anything today, so... Uh... So not getting a blowy. <laughs> I guess I'm doing the is rest of this one alone. Is Archie just going like, hey, you want to give me a blowy? Yep. No, darling, please. What? Reggie is. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally what he does. Like, yeah, you know you want to on Mr. Noodle. All right. That is a character from Elmo's world. <laughs> oh, it is, isn't it? Well, Reggie really is a big fan. <laughs> Uh, he, so. he used to try to make it move like. <laughs> so we have one last scene with Veronica. Apparently I took this too far now. Yep. <laughs> we played chicken and I lost. I will always win. Uh, so, so meanwhile, over at the lodges, uh, Hiram informs everyone that he finally heard back from the governor. Yeah. Uh, who said, you know. That Hermione gave him money right after he was shot. And do you have anything you want to share? And uh, Veronica um, jumps in mm-hmm. to taking save the, her mother. Taking the heat off of my mama. That it was her. She burned the drugs and, you know, mom was covering for her. It, it was all her. She, you know, did it for the family. Hiram lets her know that she owes him $75,000. <laughs> She's like, cool, fine. Yeah, yeah. So Veronica has found a way to be in life-crippling debt even before going to college. Because Veronica Lodge is a go-getter who is not going to let anything stop her. No. She's she's living her life already. Uh, I mean, presumably that's the amount of money or something close to it that she owes uh, Gladys. Yes. Minus whatever she's paid back. Yes. Owes it to Gladys in exchange for the, the money Gladys paid. Yes. And owes it to Hiram because Hiram didn't get to keep that money. It got forwarded on to the governor. Yeah. She double owes. She owes $150,000. Yes. 
Uh, so meanwhile, at the Joneses, uh, Jughead and Jellybean are, are watching some TV together mm-hmm. when suddenly the gargoyles come in, mm-hmm. and Jughead pulls a knife, and Jellybean pulls her slingshot, <laughs> just as Gladys comes in and uh, informs him that she did what he couldn't do and has recruited, recruited the gargoyles to join them. I mean, it's not that he couldn't. It's a little bit that he couldn't. He didn't seem to have any leverage. It's more like but at he a point, realized. Yeah, oh, he no. really, really did not want you, to. You are all too fucked up for this. <laughs> you will knife us in our sleep. Because a challenge coin said so. But uh, Kurt is there. He's wearing his traditional DM's mask. Mm-hmm. If you are to be a professional dungeon master uh, at a Denny's, perhaps... Uh, it, it is best to have props to enhance the situation, I- including a, a mask, in order to, to clearly delineate uh, what is in character and what is out of character. It's, it's a little step that people really enjoy. Really? At least one person has done this, yes. Oh. Yeah, role-playing okay. forums are a wide and varied wonderful world. <laughs> Interesting. So over at the Cooper household, uh, Alice is sitting there in a towel, and Betty is frantically trying to call... The lady she had talked to earlier, who's not answering, she's very worried. To get someone to back her up that this is a dangerous cult and it killed somebody. And you may not remember it, Mom, but you nearly died. They they were trying to drown you. Polly was the one holding you under. Yes. And she's like, no, I was reborn. I saw it all. My purpose, my destiny. It's just like they promised. She says, I can now purge the last thing holding me back. I really thought she was going to say Betty. I thought so, too. But she said this house. The house. To be fair, nothing good has ever happened in that house. No. Uh, and she she's going to sell it. And then they will all be together. Her and Polly and the twins. And, and Betty. Evelyn. And Evelyn. And Evelyn Edgar. is on her list of people she wants to be with. The whole farm. This whistleblower that was left in the sex hole. Yeah. The, the thing she said specifically that made Betty flip out was saying that these edging death ceremonies were how members of the farm would ascend. And that line, I mean, it, it really clicks with Betty something we've been expecting for a long, long, long time, mm-hmm. which is that the farm and G&G are, are connected somehow, perhaps very intimately tied. Yes. So, I mean, that that is our big cliffhanger ending, though. Uh, yeah. An intent to enter the real estate market. Yes. Ooh. Ooh real estate. <laughs> oh, boy. So, darling, what'd you think? So much lodges. The, the fact that there was a lot of information happening, but yeah. that that plot happened in two separate places, so there had to be a lot of linking material. Yes. Like, it was all stuff that needed to happen, and, like... Mark Consuelos had some amazing acting during that. Two things happening side by side gave a, a stodgier feel. Yes. It was very repetitive feeling. Yes, That yes. was the problem. Because you're hearing it from one, and now I'm going to use it over here. Now I'm going to use it. It was, it was just kind of repetitive. That kind mm-hmm. of bugged me. Even though it was stuff that, like, needed to happen. And yeah. the development was of what was going on was fine. It was just two less scenes would have been nice. It's another episode that did some work to make Hiram scarier again. Yeah. Like, he's, I mean, it's he also- started so far on the back foot believing all this shit he'd been fed on his hospital bed. But by the end, 
just about everything except who actually shot him, he he's well, up to date and he's ready yeah. to fucking take some names. Well, and like, you know, from the start of this episode, he was very intense because you could tell that he did not believe yeah. much of it. <laughs> and you were just kind of waiting for him to explode. Yes. Or, I mean, I really thought... But he's just like a constant smolder. Like, he's going to pick when he explodes. Well, and maybe I was bugged a little bit by it, too, because I expected a bigger reaction towards Hermione. Yes. I was. I thought that this was going to be the thing. The moment that he turns on her mm-hmm. of no return, but that we never really got that. But instead, he still got her, and now he's got Veronica back, yeah. back at home. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe he's smarter than us. You know, we always see him so cool and collected. And yeah. was ready for, like, the moment. Yeah, yeah. And if we would have had gotten rid of two scenes, we could have had a scene of Jelly Bean. <laughs> but whatever. But whatever. Um, it's not like we've been waiting for two and a half seasons to see her. I enjoyed seeing the Cargoyles. Yes. And, like, that was great. The, the Gargoyles, the Gargoyle house. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was that very That was, good. like, maybe my favorite. Because it was just so extreme. Mm-hmm. A- aside from the gargoyle house, this could have been nearly any teen drama with, like, a crime bent. Yeah. Maybe not the the farm almost killing you, and not caring if they actually do, apparently. But it, it, going through that gargoyle house is what made it something that could only be Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't one of my favorite episodes. It's one of those ones where we're setting it up for a lot of things to come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There were some good moments. But no, I mean, this, this is an episode that I appreciated for delivering on the uh, TV drama fundamentals. Yeah. Like, wh- 20 minutes in, they had completed a first act and a normal amount of things had happened. Yeah. And I was so appreciative of that. Yeah. <laughs> An Archie story that doesn't make me angry at Archie. It makes me happy to see him sort of succeeding. Yeah. Getting the moral victory. When's the last time Archie had a moral victory? Uh... I mean, that bear was just minding its own business. <laughs> Archie out there harassing bears. What do, you, what do you think about Josie and Archie? I think Josie is great at calling Archie on his garbage. Yes! Uh, so I think that if Archie has to ruin the life of another good character on this show, it's somebody who can deal with it and, and hopefully stand up for herself a bit better. Yeah, I I appreciate with this, like, okay, they're having this hookup, they're spending some time together, and that she's calling him out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he's listening. And helping him meet his potential. Yes. she She's pushing him to be better. And and not by working on Archie as a project, but just no. expecting more of him. Like I, ex- you should expect more of yourself. Yeah, look look at all I did to make me be this way. You you you're gonna have to come up to my level. Yeah, yeah. Still bugs me though that she left Sweet Pea. <laughs> but that's okay. Sweet Pea and Fangs can be together. It's fine. Yeah, they can have their pop time together. Fangs and Kevin. Fangs yeah. and Sweet Pea. Not yeah. Kevin and Sweet Pea. Well, dear, let's look to the future then with some predictions. Okay. You got a prediction? I think the Cooper house is going to go on the market, get snatched up immediately, and become the next drug lab. <gasps> yes. Yeah, I can see it. It will be where the, the ghoulies cook from. Yeah. The serpent slash ghoulies slash gargoyles cook from. Yeah. Or it put, gets put up for sale 
And guess who buys it? Hell! So <laughs> Betty can live there. All on her own. Executing some sort of trust from behind bars to, yeah. to buy the house. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, what if they can't sell the house without Hal's permission <gasps> and it becomes like a whole thing? Yeah. Because his name's on it, actually. Yeah. Alice's name's not on it. That could be a, that could be a source of tension and drama. Yeah. We will, at some point, get either like a flashback sequence or, or just a dialogue explanation of how Jason Blossom got in with the farm. Because that's the only reason the farm is in the Coopers' lives is because Jason was going to take yes. Polly there. Yes. How does Jason know and about you know the farm? What? Maybe they'll actually bring back the guy that played Jason and he'll have some speaking lines. He's never spoken. He said on one word, <laughs> technically, but that's when he played, that, not Jason. That's that's when he played his dad. Yeah. yeah, people lost their minds. God, the father-son duo that looks the least alike on this show. <laughs> well, I predict that Cheryl will let power go to her head and mm-hmm. do stuff with the po- pretty poisons that will cause a rift between. The Cheryl-Tony relationship. Yeah. And it will make people very sad because they are going to break up for a while. Yeah, they probably will. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's what's what's going to cause it. And I kind of like that if it's going to happen, I would like that for be The reason? For, yeah. Cheryl, you can't do everything you want. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put up with it type thing. The, on a personal level, they're they're still fine. But they cannot collaborate on a project. Yeah. They they can't be work friends. They they can't <laughs> Yeah. You know what I think the connection between the farm and, and Griffins and Gargoyles is? Huh. So you know how the game was invented by uh some kids who are being punished in the gargoyle room at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy? Uh-huh. One of those was Edgar. Yeah. Edgar is one of the game designers of yeah. G. I had thought that. Yes. <laughs> that was one of the things I was thinking. Yes. He's the one that originally brought it out. He's the OG G&G, uh-huh. which actually would make him older, at least a little bit, than all of the parents, even though he's played by a much younger actor. Yeah, Chad, why it's, worry? It's that simple farm life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Taking it easy. Yeah, I thought that. <laughs> that was the thing I was thinking. We think alike. We're so similar. Yeah. Yeah. I think... We will finally, uh, Betty will finally get some backup on this whole farm thing when Kevin goes to get baptized. Yeah. Then his daddy's like, what the fuck? No. (laughs) I do like the idea of Kevin getting to that point and being the one that that backs away, even without intervention. Who's like, you know what? Kevin's been through enough shit in his life that he knows shit when he sees it. This is too fucked up. Also, there's no boys. (laughs) Where are the boys? Where are the boys? Where are the boys? You said hot boys. <laughs> no boys, except your dad, and that's weird. That's weird. I don't. I don't do that anymore. I experimented. It was a time. I've moved on. Uh, okay, there will be a new edition of Griffins and Gargoyles. Griffins and Gargoyles Third Ed. Oh. That is going to throw the, the underworld of Riverdale into turmoil. <gasps> And Jughead and Kurt will spend 10 hours a day arguing online. There will be a civil war between (laughs) the gargoyle or Griffins and Gargoyles followers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where there will be riots and burning of buildings because... The addition wars will tear this town apart. Yes. 
people will take there'll be turf wars <laughs> we are uh, we are the new edition we are traditionalists mm-hmm. yeah jughead will have to like save kurt who who's gonna be like a suicide bomber <laughs> for his side and it's like no kurt it's not worth it you have a life to live it's okay Ascending AC is better. It's intuitive. <laughs> Kurt is definitely Thacko till I die. I just look at him. Kurt reminds me. I just thought of it. <laughs> oh, what's his freaking name? The guy that was in um, the movie that um, was based on a comic with the Deadpool. Mo- the model was in it too. And it was the two of them. And it's supposed to be both the characters' names, but they knocked her name out. And it was just him and Thousand Planets. Dane DeHaan. Yes. He looks like Dane DeHaan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love how I get to these things? <laughs> Don't you love how I know what the fuck you're talking about? Yes. Yes, I do. This is why we are a wonderful couple. And Valerian in the City of a Thousand yes, Planets. Yes, that. Based on Moebius's Valerian and Lorelei. Yes, I just couldn't remember his name. I remembered the Thousand Planets. I don't know why I didn't start with that, but you know. Dane DeHaan is an underrated actor, I think. He is. Kurt looks so much like him. He picks a lot of projects that don't play to his strengths, unfortunately. Amazing Spider-Man 2, I think, is the worst for that. Yeah. That was not the part that should have went to Dane DeHaan. He's very good. In... In his wheelhouse, he's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. That's who he reminds me of. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for thanks for helping figure that out. Okay. <laughs> this, this is how our conversations are all the time. And there's proof. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about what we do know about next week. Chapter 49 is called Fire Walk With Me. Fuck! Fire Walk With Me being the subtitle of the Twin, Twin Peaks, Peaks film which was sort of a sequel, but mostly a prequel to the, the Twin Peaks television series. Yes. We, we get to see living Laura Palmer. What, what, a, what a treat. Uh, <laughs> but in the trailer... Um, yes. Griffins and serpents are going to battle? I mean, obviously, there's going to be integration trouble, but like they're, they're highlighting it in the trailer, and it only makes sense. Let, let's talk about the serpents as we follow them. Okay. We, we saw them first as a, a violent, mostly adult gang of, of bikers who, who dealt pot on the side. Yes. Then they, they became an almost entirely teen, except for one kid's dad gang. Yeah. It was just a social club that did nothing. Yes. Until they started guarding a local diner for cash. Yes. And now they've expanded to uh, uh, join two of their mortal enemies. Yes. To synthesize and distribute hard drugs. Yes. Jughead's so bad at his job. He really should not be in charge. Consistency is so important to communicating a vision for your organization. Yeah. <laughs> his drunk dad did a much better job. Much better. Uh, we we also uh, get the, the branding of the gargoyle symbols get brought up in the commercial yeah they find a little boy who is marked with the symbol for sacrifice yes like this 12 year old looking kid yes Um, that's gonna be fucked up i also like archie was saying sacrifice and i was wondering too if he's like looking at his own brand i mean he would recognize it he's got the the souvenir Uh, and the kid's very confused about why they're helping him (laughs) you're a child with 
symbols written on you. Uh, Evelyn is shown putting the, the heat of uh, We Know Your Secrets onto Betty with Kevin, Kevin at her side dressed in matching outfits. Kevin! Matching shades of red. Yes. Yes. Kevin, what are you doing? What She's you... lying to you about the cute gay men. Kevin is sidekick to a new queen. Did you see anything else in the ad? I didn't see anything else. No, I'm just still thinking about how uh, in the middle of the episode they showed me my sweeties feeties. Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy, yeah. oh boy. Anyhow, thank you for joining us on Sex Archie. It's been a few weeks since we put out a regular episode on the night the episode aired. Great yeah. to be back in the saddle. Oh yeah. But in the time in between, we had two fantastic bonus episodes that I'm really proud of both for different reasons. I would absolutely recommend everybody go back to our most recent one where we talked about Heathers in time for uh, upcoming Chapter 51. You've got a few weeks ahead of you, but why wait? It was good and funny. Yeah. But if you go back one bonus episode before that, you'll get to uh, Jacob Randolph and I talking about Final Bid, specifically Final Bid Glenbrook. In the time since our last episode and now, that is available for sale on DriveThruRPG. Uh, So you can get yourself a PDF copy. You can get yourself a a, a soft or hardcover print copy shipped to you. You can get all the copies. You can get them all. One of each. Well, if you get a a hard copy, it does come bundled with the PDF. Perfect. There you go. So easy to do. And then you can uh, use it to to have a fun time with your friends playing a a Riverdale-esque story or a, a space monster horror story or a a future dystopia or a spy thriller or any number of of genres the number is six but when you mix and match you can make all sorts of sub genres and it's if you listen to the show you know what i mean by that lots of options yes uh you could always go leave us a rating and review yeah you could in fact we'd appreciate it a great deal Uh, You can also go and tell a friend uh, about this fun Archie podcast you listen to. That a a lot of it's about Riverdale, but not all of it. Not always. I'm excited to do our next Memory Lane. I I really enjoy those. Yeah. It's been too long. And the best way you can keep in touch with all of our plans as as they shift and develop and everything else we think about the show and, and Archie media in general is to follow us on Twitter at sex underscore Archie. Yeah. Do that. Do that. It's fun. Yeah. It's a lot more active than our other show's Twitter, I can tell you that. Way more active than the Instagram for our other show, too. Oh, is that so? Oh, yeah, I'm so bad at it. Oh, okay. <laughs> With that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. Cute gay farmies. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, with your Break it down, come on! And you got me, and you got me!